Joining us now from Penticton, British Columbia, the one, the only, draw back the red velvet curtain. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Stebbing is here. Movie guy, expert, all those things. Um, Hi, Steve. How's Penticton? Summer's over. Back to the fall. Tourists are gone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, I mean, tourist season ended early here because, uh, I mean, clearly the fires. But we also had like a major rock slide on like a a main route that cuts us off to uh, Kelowna. Um, and it's going to be weeks before there's going to going to be any through access, and that's not even guaranteed. So yeah, it's uh, wow. it's it's a weird time in the uh, the OK for sure. Does this limit your movie watching abilities? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I I, I have access to my theater. I'm okay. As long as they've got popcorn and butter, nice. Pretty much, exactly. So it makes me happy. All right, stevestebbing.ca, if you want to uh, follow along, what we're about to do here is go through what the hell you should watch this weekend. Steve's suggestions, or definitely not suggestions, depends on the week. Some <laughs> weeks there are all suggestions, and some weeks there's just nothing good that Steve wants to recommend to you. So really, he's protecting you. Um, let's get started here. The first one, Steve, the uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding was a very important movie, as much as it was fun mm-hmm. and silly. Um, the creators of that movie... Um, being of Greek lineage and heritage, really wanted to share some of the some of the crazy and some of the fun that comes with being Greek. And it has turned into way more than that uh, with the third one coming out. So let's hit the thing. A lot has happened since my big fat Greek wedding. Like I never left. My father passed away, and his last wish was for us to visit his childhood village and reconnect with our roots. So, we're having a reunion. We're going to Greece. Oh, yeah. So, uh, it's neat because they, they it's turned into so much more. I feel like it's almost like a, a novel series. Yeah, and it, it's funny because it's gone. It went even beyond just having the second movie because there was also a sitcom for one season, I believe, as mm-hmm. well. Um, but I mean, the first movie was Lightning in a Bottle. It was like a huge hit for independent comedies at the time. Uh, I mean, it shone a spotlight on uh, Nia Vardalos, who wrote the film as well. Uh, I believe she's from Winnipeg as well. She's Canadian. Um, and I, I, I will say right away, second film was diminishing returns and I don't, I don't feel good things about this film. I just feel like they're just milking the tzatziki a little too much. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's not, it's not coming out well. This is, this is not a souvlaki that you, that you want to eat. It feels it feels like a little bit of third party stuff. And um, well, they should have left it, it are the they, first one. The first one was great. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. The first one was so great. And it was so much more than just an um, entertaining movie that mm. it seems like they're trying to make like, I mean, it sometimes when you you win the cup, mm-hmm. you got to retire. And I feel like my big fat Greek wedding won the cup of the great movies mm-hmm. should have maybe mm-hmm. hung up, hung up the boots, you know? Yeah, I think they were trying to go for that second best uh, exotic marigold hotel feel. Because, I mean, that movie, those two movies were both kind of equally successful. And I thought, well, they they might be able to pull that off. But no, I, I just don't think the audience is there for this one anymore. And we'll see at the end of this week. And I, I, I kind of think that this one won't even really chart in the top three. If you 
uh, translate this from my big fat Greek wedding to any other you know, culture or family lineage. It is a great example of exploring your family. That part is really cool. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. lesson can be taken from it. But Steve, if you took this show and you put it onto a shorter series um, on on a digital platform, right? Then it becomes that. I mean, that feels like what they're trying to make is like two hour episodes of a series that they're making a movie form, and it almost is like they they're just using the wrong platform to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, using the big budget studio platform to get people into theaters, it's I don't know, it's a dicey gamble. And I I'm just I, was the second movie even as successful enough for them to warrant to like let's do a third one like ten year more than ten years later? Like it just. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm kind of baffled by the decision on this film. Yeah, not after the uh, the lack of success of the sitcom. Maybe some sort mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. limited series on a streaming platform might have worked, but I, I feel like they're, that's what they're trying to do. It's kind of a square peg round hole thing going on, which is yeah. too bad because it was a really great show. The first one was really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, um, okay, this is where I, I tap out and I let Steve <laughs> take over because this is a scary movie. It's called The Nun 2. Sophie... What did you see? I saw none. All right. Uh, That was a lot of sounds. Does anything happen in the movie? Well, I mean, this is another case of that's the September sequelitis after... uh, um, equalizer and of course we got big fat greek wedding three so of course we have to have the nun two um and this is in the conjuring universe from uh james wan's uh creepy brain there and uh the first film done by corin hardy was actually pretty effective i i thought it, it kind of forged its own path it's not um trying to emulate james wan's filming style or anything But this film, uh, done by Michael Chaves, who's uh, done a few films in this universe, he did Curse of La Llorona and did the last Conjuring movie, he seems to be trying to clone James Wan's style, and it's very obvious, and it's very hacky feeling, like, that Hmm. he's... It is a horror movie. Well, but you can do a horror movie and set yourself a, 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 a part as being original and having your own voice as a filmmaker and your own vision as a filmmaker. But when you're trying to emulate what's already come before it, all you're left with is kind of a boring mess. And that's mm. where the nun two resides. OK, so far we're doing well. So let's put in <laughs> something fun and entertaining uh, from Ron. Back to our Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 um, in that trailer, if you missed it. I know I'm jumping around. Bear with me. Uh, the very first line that she says is, my dad died. We're going to Greece, basically. Ron says, God bless Windex. Obviously, Windex mm-hmm. isn't that great after all. Um, if Because that was dad's solution for everything, was put Windex on yep. your skin. If you had something going on, it fixed everything. Apparently not everything if he died. Yeah, if, especially if he died of like Windex poisoning. Oh, that'd be even worse. Like, um, be don't put Windex on your cuts. Okay, just to be clear, <laughs> can we just throw that out there? All right, off to the TV and the streaming, where the uh, first couple of examples on here probably should have ended up not in theaters. SteveSebbing.ca has I Am Groot Season 2. I Am Groot. I Am Groot. <laughs> oh.
The uh, I Am Groot is kind of like Baby Yoda in taking um, something that was pretty awesome and relying on cuteness. Is the storyline any good? But I, I mean, we're not we're not stretching it to any kind of series length, though, because uh, it, you should keep in mind this will probably be your quickest binge ever because each of these are little shorts. They're about only five minutes long at most. And they're all just kind of little cute little vignettes that are kind of perfect to land on Disney Plus because it kind of fits with all the the uh, original Disney shorts of the Pixar shorts and everything. It just kind of gives you something cute and fun to watch with the family and it won't drag it out. So the younger kids get bored because these are all such quick episodes and beautifully animated and I don't know. I just really like the the Groot character a lot. I always have, even before he he was a character on the big screen. So uh, the fact that he's getting his flowers now, pop culture wise, I kind of dig it. Flowers. Look at you, Steve Stebbing. Groot's a tree. That's why that's mm-hmm. funny. Next on the list on Apple TV Plus, the Changeling. Would you even know? There's no sun up in the sky. If you crossed into a fairy tale. Stormy weather. A storm is coming. There are portals in this world that we may never know we've trespassed through. All right, so tell us about uh, The Changeling. I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, this is a really cool one and another genre gamble for Apple TV+. Plus. But it has Lakeith Stanfield playing a character named Apollo um, who is looking... Uh, is sent on a search to find his his missing uh, son and baby son and his wife in an alternate New York. And it kind of hugs the line like it's definitely fantasy, but it definitely hugs the line of being a thriller and with some little horror elements to it. Uh, I'm only a couple episodes deep in it and I'm really, really liking it. And I'm liking all the reveals um, that that are are very unpredictable and everything and it honestly for for people uh that really love stephen king and love the fantasy side of stephen king there's a lot of dark tower triggers for me in this that i i I feel like there is has to be some inspiration that came from those books and from those worlds and from that that alternate reality and everything and i i i think it's really interesting and lakeith stanfield is an mvp of anything he stars in uh the man without saying a word he is just able to emote like crazy and i just love the guy he's the only thing worth seeing in the the haunted mansion movie that came out a couple months ago um and he continues to be an absolute favorite of mine all right there we go steve stabbing.ca for more star trek oh look at star trek lower deck season four paramount plus Starfleet isn't all about being fed fruit by erotic aliens with slightly different nose ridges. Sometimes you gotta get your hands dirty. It's on. Is it safe for us to be breathing that? You look like a goddamn sea creature. What the f*** just happened? Oh my, what's happening there with uh, Star Trek Lower Decks? That's profane. Star Trek. Yeah, it's crazy with, I mean, with 
discovery being made and then of course uh picard and and uh strange new worlds and all this all of these new star trek related shows it's crazy that they gave us like an adult animated comedy as well and it's lasted four seasons but it's the reason is it's actually really really funny and i was very trepidation when i started the first season but i just started blazing through episodes because they're really funny and i love the cast in this one uh jerry o'connell's in this one but for me it's jack quaid's character of boimler who actually made it li- made it onto the live action series of strange new worlds so i'm wondering if they're going to play that into season four at all the fact that he's actually been um flesh mode not uh animated but uh yeah i i'm hoping that they can keep going with this because uh i'm really digging it a lot 